Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Hello, I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith, and you are listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I'm so pleased to welcome the listeners from Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. Today marks the beginning of our third season together, and I thank you so much for tuning in every week or tuning in and getting into the archives and listening to the shows. All the previous episodes are available 24-7 through my host page at Voice America Variety in iTunes or through my website, www.comebacktoyoursenses.com. And if you feel inclined, you can also leave me a message there. So today we're talking about the experience of dreaming. And dreams are a succession of images ideas, emotions, and sensations. They occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The content and the purpose of dreams are not definitively understood, though they have been a topic of scientific speculation, as well as a subject of philosophical and religious interest throughout all of recorded history. Dreams mainly occur in the rapid eye movement, REM, stage of sleep. This is when the brain activity is high, which resembles that of being awake. REM sleep, as it's referred to, is revealed by continuous movements of the eyes during sleep. At times, dreams may occur during other stages of sleep. However, these dreams tend to be much less vivid and certainly less memorable. Dreams can last for a few seconds or as long as 20 minutes. And people are more likely to remember their dream if they are awakened during the REM phase of sleeping. The average person has about three to five dreams a night, but some people may have up to seven dreams 
in one night. The dreams tend to last longer as the night progresses. And during a full eight-hour night sleep, approximately two hours of that is spent dreaming. Dreams have been seen as a connection to the unconscious. They range from normal and ordinary to hmm, overly surreal and even bizarre. Dreams can have varying natures, such as frightening, exciting, magical, melancholic, adventurous, or sexual. The events in dreams are generally outside of the control of the dreamer, with the exception, of course, of lucid dreaming, where the dreamer is self-aware. At times, dreams make a creative thought occur to the person or can give a sense of inspiration to the dreamer. Opinions about the meaning of dreams have varied and shifted through time and different cultures. Dream interpretations date back to 5000 to 4000 BC. The earliest recorded dreams were acquired from materials dating back approximately 5000 years in Mesopotamia where they were documented on clay tablets. In the Greek and Roman periods, the people believed that dreams were direct messages from the gods or from the dead, and that dreams predicted the future. Some cultures practiced dream incubation with the intention of cultivating prophetic dreams. The Austrian neurologist Sigmund Freud, who developed the discipline of psychoanalysis, wrote extensively about dream theories and interpretations. He explained dreams as manifestations of our deepest desires and anxieties, often relating to repressed childhood memories or obsessions. In his book, The Interpretation of Dreams, Freud developed a psychological technique to interpret dreams and devised a series of guidelines to understand the symbols and the motifs that appear in our dreams. Some people remember vivid dreams, and other people swear they can't remember dreaming at all. Some dream in black and white, but most people dream in color. Regardless of these differences, one thing is for sure, everyone dreams. From the time we are babies until the time we die, our minds constantly produce dreams while our bodies and our brains 
far deep in rest. Dreaming is a symbolic language. It's designed to communicate your innermost wisdom to you while you are asleep. The part of your subconscious that processes dreams or your dream self sends messages as symbols and images, which in turn conveys ideas or situations in a visual language. While many agree about what dreams are, there is still a debate over why we actually dream. Most of the experts believe that we dream to assist the body with rest, repair, and rejuvenation. Others speculate that we dream for psychological reasons, to examine the day's events, to reduce and relieve stress, and to provide an outlet for pent-up emotions. There are five widely accepted reasons why we dream. Let's dive in and discover the consensus. Compensation is one type of dream. One type of reason that it's thought that we dream. Now, although we might have phenomenal dreams of flying or getting pleasantly lost in a land called Oz, these dazzling experiences are really not as abstract as one might think. Famed psychologist Carl Jung believed that even our most fanciful dreams are methods of compensation for events that occur in our waking lives. For example, a person who experiences unhappiness in their waking life may have blissful dreams as compensation so their spirits won't plummet into despair. On the other hand, a person who is largely successful may have dreams of failure or defeat to compensate for feelings of invincibility and power. Young also suggests that dreams may also reflect underdeveloped parts of our personality. This may explain the reason why the dream behavior of some people is markedly different from the actions and conditions in their waking lives. It's also thought that dreams are coping mechanisms. When dealing with stressful situations, your dreams become distinctly different and sometimes reflect your inner feelings. By displaying significant symbols and issues related to your waking life, your dreams, they're really trying to establish rel relevance. And relevance is an effort to cope with your inner turmoil. 
Psychiatric professor Ernest Hartman, MD, suggests that dreams are directed by particular emotions, like stress and worry. Varying emotions cause new material to be constantly weaved into the memory of the dreamer, and in ways that help the dreamer to cope with stress, trauma, and other types of psychological anxiety. Other reasons for dreaming are suggested to be information processing and memory. Research already supports the claim that sleep is fundamental to well-functioning mind and memory. However, some suggest that the key to memory consolidation lays in the dreams, in the dreams that we have, not in the hours of rest. Most dreams incorporate recent events and incidences that we've experienced. Sometimes you dream of a traffic accident that you saw last week. Or you might reflect on your weekly trip to the grocery store. These kinds of dreams might actually be your brain processing and organizing the conscious and unconscious stimuli that it receives throughout the day. After your daily memories have been consolidated by your dreams, your brain gets a chance to refresh itself. In a sense, dreams are the brain's way of rebooting the system. And then the thought of resolution. If you're puzzled over a particularly perplexing challenge, the last thing that you want to do is lose sleep over it. In fact, you will likely want to get more sleep. We already know the positive effects of sleep and dreams on memory. But dreams can also help us tackle everyday problems in life. When approached with obstacles, we primarily pull on information that we already know from our memories to help us resolve the issues. And this makes dreaming especially helpful because it helps organize and consolidate our memories making it easier to access them when we're problem-solving. Some scientists also propose that while we sleep, our brains continue to process issues of concern in our waking lives and constantly attempt to come up with answers and solutions. So, if you're facing a particularly difficult dilemma, there's good wisdom to letting yourself sleep on it, because it might actually help. The other suggestion of why we dream is wish fulfillment. 
Now, have you ever noticed that your dreams always involved you? That's right. Don't worry. Dreams are naturally egocentric because they typically reflect one of your deep desires or concerns. In Sigmund Freud's influential book, The Interpretation of Dreams, he suggests that dreams are the direct result of repressed emotions, and they might represent unconscious thoughts, wishes, or desires. In your dreams, your subconscious can uncover the wishes that your conscious mind has learned to repress. Maybe that dream about you driving a race car made of cheese wasn't so foolish after all. It could just be your subconscious desire to be the best NASCAR driver ever sponsored by Kraft. So it's good to remember your dreams always involve you and they're always about you. So when you dream of someone you know, that's about you. If they dream about you, that's about them. Let's just review the five commonly agreed upon reasons why we dream. For compensation, as coping mechanisms, for information processing and memory, for resolution, and for wish fulfillment. Now let's clear up an old urban myth. The myth that sleepwalkers are not acting out their dreams. Sleepwalkers. When you're sleepwalking, it actually occurs during a person's deepest sleep. When the brain is at rest and when that person is not actually dreaming at all. So sleepwalking is not related to dreaming. Let's explore lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is simply realizing that you are dreaming. Many people become aware that they are dreaming because of something that occurs in the dream, like meeting a deceased loved one, or flying, or like returning directly to REM sleep after briefly waking up without breaking your reflective consciousness, so then you become aware that you are actually having a lucid dream. When you dream, you generally don't know that you're dreaming. The events of a dream feel real, regardless of how fantastic they may be. You often awaken and wonder how those ideas even came to be inside of your head. In a lucid dream, you're aware that you're dreaming. There's a moment of clarity where you realize that you don't, in fact, have wings, and that you can't possibly be having dinner with Marilyn Monroe. 
To get an idea of lucid dreaming, think of your normal dreams. The bizarre plots and non-narrative structure that leaves you scrambling for words to try to explain it to a friend. Now, put yourself back in the dream, but imagine the details. You're flying through the air, but you can look at the clouds and the ground below. Feel the wind whooshing against your skin. Smell the clean air. And in the dream, you think, I'm dreaming that I'm flying. Some researchers have suggested that out-of-body experiences are a type of lucid dream. During an out-of-body experience, a person sees their physical body as if they are located somewhere outside of it. A person undergoing an operation might feel as if they're actually floating above their body and looking down on it. Scientists Lynn Levitan and Stephen LeBerg countered that out-of-body experiences are almost the opposite of a lucid dream. Lucid dreamers know they're in a dream. While people having an out-of-body experience think that everything is real. If you'd really like to try to have a lucid dream, there are different suggested approaches. Dream recall is important. You may have heard of people keeping dream journals. As soon as you wake up from a dream, record as many things as you can remember. Even if you've woken up in the middle of the night. The idea is this. When you focus on your dreams each day, you'll get into the habit of remembering them and start to see certain rhythms in how you dream. Once you've attuned to your own process of dreaming, you'll become a better observer of your own dreams during the dream time. For a fresh perspective, let's explore different categories of dreams. Uh, from the Dreams book by Yehuda Berg from the Kabbalah Center. Every dream is a message. And during our waking hours, a constant struggle is waged between the physical consciousness of the body, which seeks material satisfaction of the world, and the consciousness of the soul, which aspires to the higher realm. But during sleep, the dynamic changes. During sleep, body consciousness is released and the soul is set free to visit a realm that lies beyond time and space. 
Dreams are messages that we receive when we are least attached to the physical world, when our souls are elevated. A dream is like our own private navigational instrument, helping us plot a course through the challenges of daily life. It is because of this that every dream deserves our attention. It's important to recognize that some dreams are more attached to the higher world than others. The teaching of Kabbalah tells us that there are several levels of dreams, like email. A dream may have a low priority, normal priority, or a high priority. Some dreams might even be categorized as junk mail. And depending on the spiritual nature of the dreamer, each dream has a little mixture of designations. Even the highest dream may have some junk attached to it. The hours between 2 a.m. and dawn are the best times to receive a clear picture from the higher realms through dreaming, through meditation, or writing. It is during these hours that we are least tuned into our bodies and most tuned into our soul. The first category of dream of dreams that we will explore is natural dreams. The lowest form of dream is referred to as the natural dream. This is a dream that is attached to our daily experience. When we're running a fever, a dream of fires is certainly about our daily life. When we're stressed at work and dream of being pursued by an unseen enemy, there's a good chance that this is a dream that is related to the stress of our daily life. Daydreams commonly fit into this category as well. Natural dreams are directly related to anxieties and pressures that we experience during our waking life. They're more like psychic echoes of experiences than genuinely peek into the future, or hints about our destiny. Natural dreams are quite frequent and widespread, and they serve a very useful purpose of releasing tension and allowing us an additional perspective on which to lean. Natural dreams are also a sign that the soul has not completely elevated during sleep. We know this to be true when the physical world still dominates the message of the dream. Providence dreams, and this is the middle level. They occur when the soul has made a good connection to the higher world and we receive messages that contain important lessons or warnings about our spiritual health or our destiny and our future. A providence dream offers an opportunity to discover what we need to correct in order to elevate ourselves in our daily lives. 
a providence dream comes from a realm in which our past, present, and future are all interwoven in one fabric, occurring simultaneously, where the future has already occurred. As a result, the message we receive in a providence dream gives us a glimpse of what lies ahead, or more to the point, it can lend insight into the eventual consequences of our present actions unless we make a change or a correction. The relevant symbols of a providence dream are often intermingled with the insignificant and the confusing. But still, every effort should be made to remember a providence dream. Fortunately, it's not uncommon for us to awaken in the middle of the night after having such a dream. It can be helpful to write providence dreams down in as much detail as possible, even when their images don't immediately make sense to you. If you write providence dreams down, over time, you'll be able to sort out the important symbols. The meaning of these dreams will be found in the details. Prophetic dreams the highest dreams are usually very clear and unambiguous and are easy to remember. And as their name suggests, prophetic dreams are those that accurately foresee the future. They're the result of a complete connection to the higher realm and are usually received by those who have made a lifelong commitment to spiritual transformation. Kabbalah tells us that our souls rise and connect to the higher realm according to our merit. No one is born perfect. Each of us has our own unique obstacles to overcome. We're all here on the earth to perfect ourselves. Individuals who devote their waking hours to revealing the higher realm through selfless acts of sharing and charity, or who work hard to change and improve, will experience their souls reaching heights that are unattainable to those who are less committed. Naturally, positive actions arouse prophetic messages of truth, while negative behaviors invoke deceitful messages and ingenuine dreams. There are two kinds of prophetic dreams, positive and negative. A positive prophetic dream foretells of some good that will occur. A negative prophetic dream threatens chaos, destruction, or disease. Positive prophecy is immutable. It will happen. Negative prophecy can, on the other hand, be acted upon and changed. Nightmare. Nightmares generally. A nightmare is an urgent message. 
signaling that a change of direction is needed. A nightmare is like a big yellow caution sign on the highway of life, telling us to slow down, pull over, and think about what we're doing in the world. Negative behavior in the world has consequences. Greed, self-indulgence, vindictiveness, and anger all have consequences. It's important to understand, however, that a nightmare is not a consequence. It's merely a caution, a warning that danger lies ahead. As frightening as nightmares may be, it's only a sign. The real consequences of negativity are often thought to lie in the area of diseases, anxiety, financial distress, even bad luck. A nightmare, then, is actually a blessing, like a well-placed caution sign. A nightmare is often the only thing that prevents us from crashing into a brick wall or running off the road. If we heed the warning it gives, if we take strong measures to stop our negative actions, we will avoid the real pain, insecurity, and fear in our daily lives that the nightmare has only implied. So the four dream categories suggested by Yehuda Berg are natural dreams, providence dreams, prophetic dreams, and nightmares. Edgar, Edgar Casey, sometimes thought of as the master of the dream time, once said, dreams, visions, and impressions to the person in the normal sleeping state are the representations of the experiences that are necessary for development. If only the person would apply them in their waking life. Now, these may be taken as warnings, as advice, as conditions to be met, or conditions to be viewed as lessons, as truths, as they are presented in various ways and manners. Each night, the average person spends approximately 90 minutes in the dream state. Some of us can remember all or most of our dreams, and others have trouble remembering even a snippet from one of our nightly sojourns. The dream state is an experimental playground, which gives you a chance to explore and express emotions without the usual inhibitions that you may display in your waking life. Dreams provide an avenue of expression for that part of yourself that knows both your history and your potential as a spiritual being.
Dreams are another way the universe provides guidance about relationships, careers, and health problems. Through dreams, you may find answers to your spiritual questions and receive encouragement to some challenge in your life. While some dreams may allow you to release your bottled up emotions, others can lead to profound insight in a psychological or spiritual way. Carl Jung said that dreams are the main source of all of our knowledge about symbolism. This means that the message you receive from your dreams are expressed symbolically and must be interpreted to find their true meaning. Mark Thurston, who's the executive director of Edgar Cayce's Research Foundation and the author of the book, Dreams, Tonight's Answers for Tomorrow's Questions, says that a dream symbol is the very best way for your unconscious self to communicate to your conscious self. The particular image chosen, be it an object, a person, an animal, or whatever, has shades of meaning and personal associations that make it the best communicator of some truth about yourself. Ancient Chinese traditions held that it's your spiritual soul which creates your dreams and leaves the body to travel to other realms and meet other souls. China and other ancient cultures, including the Greeks, erected dream temples for seekers to find guidance about their lives. Many times purification rituals as well as other rites of preparation were performed by the seekers prior to entering the temple and dream state. And then, Upon awakening, the seeker would consult dream interpreters in the temple. Casey believed that our dreams serve several functions. Somatic dreams, dreams referring to the body, are extremely important to be mindful of. Very often, dreams will offer solutions to health problems. For example, one man was plagued with food allergies for many years, but he was unable to find the source of his discomfort. Then one night, he went to bed, and he dreamed of a can of coffee. He quit drinking coffee, and his symptoms disappeared. Carl Jung says that rarely do the symbols in dreams have just one meaning. And when interpreting the messages in your dreams, he suggests going with your first hunch relying on your intuitive abilities before applying more rational methods of dream interpretation. And Edgar Casey also believed that deceased friends and family members do occasionally visit us in the dream state. These occurrences may offer direct communication with those people and or allow us to resolve our feelings about their death. The person may also represent some aspect of ourselves that's trying to get our attention.
One man reported that occasionally he hears a voice in his dreams. The voice usually is loud and strong and not associated with any characters in his dreams. Typically, I'm told something very specific to do or not to do, he relates. I know this is God speaking to me loud and clear, and I know I'd better listen. The following is a, an excerpt from an excellent book by Harmon Bro entitled Casey on Dreams. During the dreaming state of sleep, we experience the different levels of consciousness and receive input from different realms of the spirit world. Through dreaming, we have special access to our spirit within. According to the Casey readings, there is not a question we can ask which cannot be answered from the depth of our inner consciousness when the proper attunement is made. A dream may be of a physical, mental, or spiritual nature and may deal with all manner of psychic manifestations. These include telepathy, clairvoyance, prophetic visions, out-of-body traveling, remembering past lives, communication with beings in other realms, including deceased friends and relatives, spirit guides, angels, Christ, and even the voice of God. Dreams can also give invaluable information on the status of the body. All subconscious minds are in contact with one another. And through the subconscious, dreams may place us in attunement with those in the physical realm or those in the spiritual realm. We may be visited in the night by discarnate entities for many reasons. They may seek to give us assurance about their well-being in other realms of existence, or they may come seeking our aid through prayer. They may come to bring us information which may be very helpful, or they may come to influence us with their own desires or perspectives. For example, there are dream reports of deceased relatives appearing and giving instructions about where to find a will or a lost object. Nothing of importance happens to us that is not foreshadowed in our dreams which is not to say that all dreams are precognitive or that the exact detail of everything we experience is given earlier in dreams. However, the word foreshadowed suggests that we may glimpse and be warned of what we are building now, which may come into manifestation later. We call these dreams precognitive or prophetic. Just as the angels spoke to people in dreams in the times of the Bible, the spirit world still speaks to people to this day. Some people came to Edgar Cayce with dreams of Christ. No one was told that it was simply their imagination. 
There is no dimension of human life, whether social, financial, emotional, or physical, mental or spiritual, that the dream world may not on occasion deal with. Dreams may encourage or reprimand, instruct or deceive, inspire or seduce, guide or confuse. The potential for an immense array of experiences in consciousness is always there. What we actually receive depends on our attitudes, motivations, the extent of our attunement, and the extent to which we have made applicable what was received in earlier dreams in our waking experiences. Perhaps the most common dream experience in spirit communication, according to Edgar Cayce, is related by the message, which in essence says, I am fine and happy. Your grief, however, is holding me back and making me sad. You can help me greatly by trying to overcome your sorrow. You must stop grieving. And that was a particularly potent, poignant message that Edgar Casey felt we should all hear in terms of people being aware of the importance of releasing your grief and releasing your deceased loved one that has passed on. So if you're keen to explore dream analysis, here's some tips from Edgar Casey that can get you going in the right direction. He suggests that you keep a notebook beside the bed. Record your dreams as soon as possible after waking. Suggest to yourself every night as you fall asleep, I will remember my dreams. If you wake during the night, write down the main symbols. The entire dream will usually come back in the morning. Practice keen observation in your dreams through self-suggestion prior to sleep. So before you go to sleep, you will make the suggestion to yourself, I will remember my dreams. Look for these specific components in your dreams. The setting, the people, the action, the color, the feeling, and the words. Work on analyzing your dreams every day. Otherwise, their progression will be difficult to access. If dreams are illogical, three reasons are possible. 
only the fragments of the dream have been recalled. The dream is reflecting something illogical in the dreamer's life or mental blocks have erased your recall. If you are unable to decipher any important dream, suggest to yourself before you next sleep that the dream repeat itself more clearly. Nightmares, which bring with them an inability to move or to cry out, usually indicate the wrong diet or eating too closely to bedtime. To end the nightmarish dreams, change your diet or the time that you eat. Dreams that are unchanged through the years indicate the dreamer's resistance to change. Dreams of ill health can be either literal or symbolic warnings. When a problem confronts you, ask by prayer for guidance to be sent to you through your dreams. Be practical in your interpretations. Always look first for a lesson. Is there something that you have been refusing to face or have you been ignoring something? Observe carefully recurring dreams, as well as the successively progressive ones. These often illustrate either progress or failure. Dreams are the reaction of the inner self to daytime activity and often show the way out of the dilemma. So relate your dreams to your current activity because dreams may be retrospective as well as prospective. Dreams come to guide and help, not to amuse. They direct your attention to errors or omissions and commissions and often encouragement for right and endeavors. They also give us the opportunity to pray for others and to help them bear their burdens. If you receive an unusual message, reduce it to common terms. See if the symbolism of the Old or the New Testament can be of help in interpreting the dream. Look for past life experiences in your dreams. These manifest themselves not only in color, but in the proper costume and setting of their time frame. They come to warn you against repeating the same old mistakes 
to explain your relationships and reactions to certain people and places to reduce your confusion and to enable you to better understand life. Do not fear conversations with the so-called dead in dreams. If the communication is one-sided, it denotes telepathy. If both participate, it may be an actual encounter of bodiless consciousness. Dreams are primarily about yourself. Only a few dreams really relate to family, friends, and world events. Watch for mental telepathy in dreams. Remember, persistence is necessary to learn any new language. And dream symbols are the forgotten language of the subconscious. Give thanks daily. Give thanks daily to God for all things and use daily prayer to improve the quality and reception of your dreams. So Edgar Casey really had a lot to share with us about dreams and the dream world, and he spent a, a good portion of his uh, adult life actually doing dream interpretation through trance and um, really cultivated the, the science of that, if you like. So uh, he had a lot to encourage us in terms of different ways that we can start to set up the foundation and building blocks for us if we're interested in delving deeper into the dream symbols that we have and recurring themes and patterns that are part of our dream world that are really trying to point us in the direction of resolution, compensation, and fulfilling our wishes and desires and the different opportunities that our dreams actually provide for us. I want to just do a quick uh, recap here or sum up some ideas here of the dream time or the dream life. And one is really for us to remember that in dreaming, we're really engaging in the spirit world. that dreaming really is a connection between the subconscious and the conscious, giving us creative solutions and opportunities to work through problems. And it's okay, even if you don't remember the dream, the process is happening that will put you on the right road. Our dreams gives us opportunities to visit others and develop our relationships. And it doesn't matter really in the dream state if you're comfortable or if the energy is not feeling comfortable for you, because you can't be physically hurt in the dream time. And it really provides a good venue to work things out between people. The dream time is its own reality, and it's as real as any other dimension. So it's good to remember that. 
And then the last thing just to leave you with is that, you know, in earlier years, mostly the dream time was the place for visiting with deceased loved ones and our guides. But this has changed, especially over the last decade. We're more able to easily connect with our guides and loved ones. You could try this before going off to sleep or just as you're waking up. It can be helpful to jot down things that come into your mind, or you could really create a dialogue between you and the guide or the dearly departed. They're around and with us all the time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Experience of Dreaming, and I thank you for tuning in. I am your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda-Smith, and you have been listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. So I encourage you to take what's useful for you from this experience of the dream time and let that guide you. And until we meet again next week, I encourage you to relax and enjoy your life. you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life thank you for tuning in to come back to your senses radio please join Leah brenda smith again next thursday at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we'll see you next week